This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Llanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It is it is awesome to have you here. I've got a chance to get to know each other a little bit uh, before we got started. Uh, and, I, and I like what I'm picking up, man. Jay, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I feel like like you know, Jason and I are like, you know, ready to take on the world. You've got, you've got that kind of, I wanted to be a musician gig. I didn't really make it. That's exactly you know, what happened. I'm, off, I'm, living, I'm living in the woods with my new wife. You know what I mean? But I've got the jacket, you know? I'm but, like Logan in that movie, Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got, you've got Wolverine vibes for sure. In the background. You know, I, I, the, 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 the watering tree didn't work, so I'm going to be a podcast host and, and make billions. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, you, you nailed the story. Um, hey, man. So I got to ask, right? And then now I'm really curious because this is something we ask everybody to open it up. Do you yeah. come from a family of entrepreneurs or business owners or anything like that? No, I well, look. I came from I came from a a, a dad who is a, a black man in a third world country who left his country to marry a white woman to have a better life. So, you know, as an immigrant coming into Australia, possibly, you know what I mean. Dad was definitely the one to to teach me and share with me of like do whatever you want to do. That's why he didn't push me into the typical Sri Lankan culture of like become a doctor, become a, you know, a, you know, uh, one of those t- typical jobs that, you know, Asian parents make you do, you know? Yeah. No, that's, that's huge. That's, I love how you were able to nail down like sort of the significance of that question. It wasn't like, uh, let me prove whether or not you have business acumen. No, it's like, what, what influenced you growing up? And the fact that you had that freedom how do we then trace it over to where you are today? Because you're running a successful PR firm, you know, uh, is it Ace of Spades? Did I get that right? Ace of Spades. Yeah. And it's not easy to do that. And a lot of people purport that they can do that. Right. But it takes not only integrity, but also real results in order to stay in business in a, in a, in a field like that. So I, w- I want to see if we can tie that together in a, in a summarized way to get to like, so you get this freedom, you come from this background and there's already challenges just placed right in front of that. Right. But yet you were given the mental freedom to explore whatever you wanted. How did you land in PR? I started my career 16 years ago in Australia and I started in the entertainment business. I was a magician. I see. Oh, you know, a, that makes a, a lot of sense. <laughs> not a musician and magician. So since I was like 15 years old, I would I would leave school to get a note from my you know principal in a private school to go work for McDonald's to do card tricks, to do coin tricks, to steal people's watches, and like that whole journey of like learning that art form of magic and distraction and diversion and persuasion, manipulation, psychology, mentalism formed who I was today because magic is the only art form that can break through any sex, any race, 
any like person's look, height, color, doesn't matter. You take a coin, you make it disappear, it appears in that guy's pocket. Doesn't matter whether you're black, white, million in the bank, two cents in the bank, wonder. So that catapulted the journey of people for me, right? And it was like, gave me the, the understanding of how to connect and captivate people and get people to listen. And, yeah. you know, there's a lot of stories in, in the interim of that, you know, but it took me to 30 countries, man, you know, spoke. Ace of spades. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. You can't lie. You know, some, some lady once said to me, you know, why do you, why do you lie about being a magician? I said, you don't lie about me. That's a terrible lie. Like I'll, I'll lie about lie, like lie what most people lie. If you're going to lie, make it good. Like that's not a thing you lie about. Like you can either do magic or you do it like. This was, I, you know, I hit, you know, and it's very clear online, you know, 60 million views online, million followers on Instagram. Like, you don't just get that because, like, you know, how do you buy millions of views 10 years ago on YouTube when my face was chubby up, I had a lot more hair? Can't fake that. You, you either do it or you don't. So, Man. And I, I love that because then it tells me, and correct me if I'm wrong here, that through the power of finally breaking through and getting seen, you began to see, you know, one way I could go about this is I can start to bring other people on through to the other side with the things that I'm learning now that I'm here and building that platform and helping others discover what kind of magic they hold. Is this accurate? Yeah, man. What I really care for is people. I'm, I'm, I'm really like a, a, like a deep coach at heart. I just have a short temper. That's why I'm not a coach. Right. But I think we always tell people like, I'm very, I'm very logic. I'm type D I'm like, let's go. No excuses. And I, I get, you know, Jason's the same, like it's, but not everybody rolls like that. But what I really care about is looking at someone and going, what do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? And then what's stopping us from getting there? And I think the moment you connect with them and they really feel deep down that you don't judge them. Like, look at me. I'm an Australian guy that's got like a, like a Ricky Martin vibe. Well, that's what I tell myself, you know, <laughs> Ricky, but, okay. but, but look at me. I'm an Australian guy that did magic. You know, I live in Miami. Like I've traveled around the world. I've ran a nightclub. I've spoken on stages. I work with the biggest companies. Like, like how do you put me in a box? So if anyone's going to understand me being a unicorn, it's me. So when I look at someone and go, dude, what do you really want to do? Like there's no, there's no like right or wrong here. You want to be a singer? You want to own a bakery? You want to make a million bucks a day? Okay, cool, cool. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. What is holding you back from getting there? And it's always the same thing. It's fear. It's never strategy. It's never resources. It's just, it's fear and the support that someone believes in them. And then it's the accountability, then the resource, then the strategy, then the coaching. But Man, it's it's usually fear, you know. Most people know what they need to do, man. You know, they know enough to start. Then what stops them? And I think Jason, you know this too, man. Like that's the hardest thing when it comes to PR or helping businesses grow, companies get to the next level. My vehicle is PR. That's just it. My vehicle is television, media. I like it. It's fun. It's magic. It's sexy. It's cool. But it's just really a tool. What is the thing that's holding them back? It's really just the belief. And like, how do you, that's tough, dude. That's a tough thing to like help people with. It's the imposter, imposter syndrome, man. A lot of people have that, right? A lot of people suffer from that imposter syndrome or yeah. just it or self-confidence or yeah. 
uh, well, I mean, there's hundreds of things that uh, people have these blocks that, good, yeah. you know, they just, they just can't seem to break through them. Um, and somebody just has to be there. I call it crowbar moments. That's what I call it. And, and I give people crowbar moments. I will help you pop your head out of your ass with a crowbar. Right. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. So, yeah. So, and, no, it's, and, it's and, true. And that works. That works for me anyway. Um, it just gets people to see, oh my God, there's so much more. Why yeah. did why did it take this long for me to figure this out? What you know, one of the things which is interesting, like I say this, like the words we tell ourselves will either make us die or make us fly. Right? People say, yeah. Well, I'm shy, I'm an introvert. Oh, I'm not that person. Who's been telling you that, man? And the moment, <laughs> look, the moment when you look at them, right, and you're actually very serious about that comment and the pin drops, then they go, oh, I've been telling myself that. And it's a really powerful moment because they've realized their whole life they've been talking themselves out of whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Like you ask most people, like, dude, who told you that? Prove to me 50 clinical psychologists that say you're an introvert and you can't speak up. Tell me, you can't. So how what else have you been telling yourself, man? Girl, you know? Yeah, no, it, it's true. Man. It's, it's so weird. Literally last night, I usually listen to things that are really complicated to fall asleep, but it's because, you know, it's boring or what have you. And it turns out that historically the hardest thing to diagnose in someone is self-hatred and psychotherapy. And that's because it lives in so many different forms and it holds Mm -hmm. people back in so many different ways, you know? And so I think it's very valuable that we're having this conversation because all those blocks can be tied to this idea of fear like you're talking about. And in one capacity or another, in one shape or form or another, it is the main thing. Because if you have the right plan and you can see the right channel, Mm. you can find a way to make it worth someone's while to get the resources you need, right? Those are all mechanics. Mm. But the one thing no one can do for you is open this bucket up up here that holds your brain and say, all right, you know, like, let it go. And whatever it might have been, you're still carrying it around. It's a tough one for even, even the most valid psychologists. But that's the thing about entrepreneurs. They seem to like, I've spoken to damn near over 2000 now, right? VCs, entrepreneurs, small business owners, you name it. And all of them have that in common. The ones that are really successful is their ability to not only communicate with others, but especially with themselves in a way that's productive and conducive to achieving a goal. And mm-hmm. I just I just see that in spades, ah, pun intended here, in, in the work <laughs> that you do and the way that you present yourself. And so when I tie back sort of your, your evolution as a professional and having that background in magic and that's hard shit, man. There's a lot of work that goes into making sure nobody ever takes their eye off of where you want their eyes to be. Right. And to just go into PR makes so much sense because that's the whole point. It's the attention game, right? So I think it's a powerful story that's being told here. And now you're here. Your company is clearly doing well. Uh, you you look great. You're happy, at least from what we can see. What, 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 <laughs> Next video. All right, get out of the office. Get, get me the reports. Yeah. No, dude, look, I'll be on. I'll, no, transparent. Like, dude, this has been like, we had a, I'll, I'll give you some, I'll give you some meat. We had a partner and, and, you know, it's interesting. We had a, we had a strategic partner that screwed me over this year, quarter of a million bucks. And that was a lot of money. Like I'm, my business is still new. Right. You know what I mean? 
And the money is never the biggest part of just the, the lack of understanding of how you deal with those emotions, right? You hear in stories, you hear, watch TV, you can have a, you know, have a coach, like they can tell you, but until it hits you in your face from someone that you feel like you trusted to give a lot of this large sums of money to, dude, that, that business emotion has literally really like, in a way, like I'm, I'm annoyed it happened, but I'm happy it happened because the only way I like to learn is I need to be pushed in the deep end. Like you could, you could give me a report on J month, you know, 14, this is going to happen. Like you can't prepare that until you feel it. And once that happened to me, like, man, that really showed me the power of having agreements, right? I don't care if you know the guy or you don't know the guy, you don't just throw all your eggs to one person. You just can't like, unless you're okay of losing all of it. Right. And also like, I was too nice to believe I'm too optimistic with people. Right. And that's something I need to learn. Like, this is why you have contracts and agreements and like milestones, because I just went here. I like you have it all. You'll do the right thing. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's all high fives and fist bumps and pop the bottle of champagne in Miami when everything's going right. When something goes wrong, then your character comes out, you know? Uh, that's true, man. I was just thinking the other day, I was walking down the beach with my dog here and all I could think to myself was I couldn't get this movie quote out of my head and I can't even remember what movie it was, but it was like, you know, here's the money. He's like, I trust you. I don't need to count. He's like, trusting me and counting that money has nothing to do with each other. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's so true. It's, it's so true, man. Uh, I've heard the horror stories myself. Jason, I'm sure you've got a couple. <laughs> More than a bucket full. <laughs> Jason, let me, Jason let, me, let me ask you a question, actually, in regards to that. Because, like, when it comes in your space, are you dealing with, you know, seven, eight figures, you know, nine figures, like, with money with people, right? What's mm-hmm. your thought process on, like, new trusting partners? Or do you have a vetting process? Or how do you like to manage that? Lots and lots of conversations first. Okay. I have lot. I'm a relationship builder. That's my thing. I build relationships and I build deep relationships first, right? So deep relationships first. If you're going to work with me, yeah, we're going to have a lot of conversations first, right? Because we're about to get in bed together. No, Mm -hmm. no. Not really, but I mean, (laughs) (laughs) but we're going to get in bed in business together. Right. And I mean, I love the art of the handshake, but that only goes so far. And I'll give you a, I'll give you a perfect example. This just happened. This just happened two weeks ago with my father. I I was born and raised on a farm in Montana. um, And, and I grew up in the handshake mentality. Right. 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 And, and I, I was home and my dad got a check in the mail. They sold all of his grain, right? And he didn't want all of his grain sold because he had till November to play the markets with it. Right. Well, they supposedly changed the rules to where if he didn't call in every 15 days, they would sell the grain. So I said, Pops, get in the, get in the vehicle. Let's go down there, right? And you're talking a grain elevator, right? So big, huge silos and 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 grain and all this stuff. And we walk, walk in the office and I'm like, well, uh, hey, my, my old man got this check. And uh, he said that you guys told him that he had 
to call in every 15 days. That's a weird policy, but if it is, it is. Show it to me on paper. And they couldn't produce a paper that said mm. So I got my old man's grain back. And the, the moral of the story for my dad was, it's 2022, Pops. You got to get contracts signed. Right? Yeah. And, and it's the world we live in. The right. handshake goes to a point. Mm. But then once, once the handshake happens and the relationship is built, then you go to contracts. Great example, the ACA. American Club Association, they're the biggest business club in the world, and we're going to be their executive board for their executive clubs, right? We, hand, we did a handshake. We, it was announced on Forbes, the handshake that we did. But guess what we're doing now? The contract, hmm. <laughs> right? So, and, and that's a 30, roughly a $30 billion deal, right? So it's no, there's no small money involved in that one. so you got to have contracts and that's we a lot of us learn the hard way and trust me learn the hard way in a lot of things where you know maybe somebody had a contract i had a contract with them but they didn't have a contract with somebody else yeah therefore they got screwed then i get screwed too right Mm -hmm. so that can happen too so you have one course of action to sue the person you had the contract with, but that's not always the right answer either. No. So it, yeah. it, it's a, it's a fluid situation and, and, and there's risk involved no matter what. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, but you, but you know, it's, in, it's interesting. Thank you for sharing that too. Like it, for me, it's also character as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it, it's, I, I don't know. There's that saying like how you do one thing is how you do everything. I know people throw that out a little bit, but like, it's very rare that I've seen someone that would be different on, a, you know, two grand than two million. Like, I just the way they handle money, the way they handle a transaction. Like, yeah, you know. And I'm very sensitive to it now because obviously what I went through. But sure. it's really like armed me up on the inside because as much as I want to take your word and take everything's all peachy, I'm like, cool, let's just sign that, you know. And if there's too many ums and ahs and it's like, maybe this isn't meant to be because am I willing to take this chance on, you know, and I don't, entrepreneurs, we don't take small chances. This isn't a, a small, you know, we're doing big deals, big moves, big dreams, you know, so. No, it's valid, man. I mean, like, like one thing has nothing to do with the other with trust, right? Yeah, I trust you. That we should be doing this anyways, because can you trust me? You know, like you, you, you've just got to do that. So we both have peace of mind, whether you're starting a band and, the, and describing who's going to be the key players, because the music industry has contracts where there are like key players in a band that if they leave, the contract is null and void. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There, there should always be an agreement because guess what? Agreements can be renegotiated, but you can't yeah. renegotiate something that you didn't negotiate to begin with on wax, you know, because then yeah. who's to say what was actually the terms? Yeah, the, so, old, the old, yeah, the old like don't do text message deals. Like, it, it be, <laughs> no, man, I'm, look, I'm the culprit of it, dude. I get, look, I'm, I'm telling you, hands up in the air, like all the mistakes. Like, in my opinion, Jace obviously knows way more than me than this, but I just now I'm seeing is like, it, it should there should be like one bible of contracts. Like, it should be all on this page, right? And it, that's the page. It's not a text and a what's it. Hey, we always going back to the bible on this. This is what we have both agreed to, you know. And speaking of that, like one thing I can share with 
some everybody now about trust because in the space, here's one great thing you can do on a sales call. On a sales call with someone when they're getting to know you, here's one thing that I do with all my clients that tell them to do and they get tremendous result. On the call with someone, like let's say obviously they're not making a decision straight away, whatever the reason is. Hey, say, look, Jason, right, you know, do you need anything in other information from me? He goes, no, no, perfect. This is what I would love to do. I'm going to send you three phone numbers for some people I've worked with very pre- previously. You can call them. You don't need to call them, but I'd love you to call them and just have a real honest conversation with them. That move has done very well for me because it gives so much trust that you're willing to give people phone numbers from clients that they can be as harsh as they want. And very few people, sometimes they call them, but very rarely they don't. But I've had a huge amount of remarks. Hey, no one's ever done that before, you know, because you're giving all your chips up front. You're showing all your cards. Here are the reviews. Here are the past clients I've worked with. Here's some numbers of the people I've worked with in the industry. Please call them. Please text them beforehand so it's respectful. So like people are like, oh, my gosh, this guy's super, super confident in what he's, what he can do for us. That's just a move for everybody listening. I love that, man, because yeah. only somebody who's done good business can do that. <laughs> yeah, and, and, then, and then vice versa, too. If you want to vet someone, like, dude, this is, hey, man, I'd love to see some testimonials. Right. If it's not clear on their website, great. I'd love to like and, and I'd love to have a couple of numbers I can speak to. Oh, you can't do it because of NDAs. That screams problems. <laughs> Please. Yeah. All my clients are actually protected through NDAs. Really? <laughs> really? Let's get them on the phone right now. Yeah, cool. Let's do it right now. Yeah. I don't yeah. even need to know their name. Just let, let's just get them on the phone. Dude, if you if you pull the NDA card on me, I'm like I'm NDA out of here. You know what I mean? <laughs> that has it's that has its truth to a point. Yeah. yeah. No. No. I, no. No. I agree with you, Jason. I really yeah. do. Like you can't just open up the playbook and be like, yeah. "Hey, here's everybody's details." But in my opinion, and man, obviously, like I'm still building my reputation, right? So if you have it. Mm. Like, I don't think Richard Branson probably needs to give phone numbers to people, right? <laughs> right? Exactly. Yeah, but, right. but at yeah. the end of the day, when you're building and most people are building, like, have, if we call it, have these aces up your sleeve, mm. whether you use them or not, if the client doesn't need it, but if they're on the fence, hey, I want to give you some, take this number. I think this may help yeah. you. We have our, like, we have our go-to clients that, yeah, that, yeah. Uh, that, that we know that, They've said it's okay. Hey, send whoever you want. Call. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To, but then we have the opposite spectrum of like, don't fucking send people to call me. Yeah, no, no, of course. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had, I've had, I've had people that they're like, if you ever tell anyone you got me into Forbes, I will come and find you. I'm yeah, like, there you, go. you know, I'm like, whatever, you know. Oh man, yeah. the, I, I love it, man. There's, there's such a great energy. If, if people wanted to get to know more about you and connect with you, where would they be going for that? Well, they don't go to the website called OnlyFans. I don't do that anymore. But uh, <laughs> I don't know, oh, I don't know if people got that joke. But no, <laughs> yeah, you look, you can go on aceofspadesagency.com, you know, pretty simple, aceofspadesagency.com. You know, like the, the things that we really do for people are two things, like help you position yourself because when you position yourself, you get more opportunities, more deal flow, more people think of you as they go to, or if you're a company, right? The moment when people Google you, what comes up? Do you have the right reviews? Do you have press talking about you? 
Do you have things online that you don't even know about? That's called digital reputation. We do that for people too. Because what does everybody do when they don't when they don't know someone? They Google them. And one wrong thing, one wrong image, one wrong comment does this to people. Mm-hmm. Instead, they should be doing this. You know? Right. Yeah. No, right on, man. I, I mean, I can I can tell just um from the stories that you've shared, you're in it. You're you're in the game, man. And you care a lot about reputation. You're in the reputation business. The last thing you're going to do is ruin yours, you know, let alone uh, someone yeah. else's. <laughs> so, yeah. so I mean, I like, lot- we're in the people business, man. Like, that's what I like people, you know, and people, and like Jason said, relationships, like, you know, like just we're, we're in people, people buy from people, man. We're not buying from robots. We're buying from people. There it is, man. Uh, with that said, before we go on to the, uh, the grand finale, uh, I want to take a quick break just to give a huge shout out to some of the people who have been making episodes and conversations like this possible, right? And one of those is a company by the name of Stillwater Hemp, uh, run by Melanie. Uh, she has essentially Stillwater Hemp, this CBD self-care product that spans the entire market from moisturizers for the face to things you can use for joint pain even a pet product line. I mean, your furry ones, if they're part of your family, they can get this too. And there's even non-CBD related products in case you're concerned about that. But it's all available. It's all organic. They even infuse it with nice essential oils to maximize the effect. So you can go and check that out and visit stillwaterhemp.com and tell them the War Room sent you using the War Room code right? War Room for 10% off. And if you're looking at private label stuff, they'll even give you $100 off your first order just because you were listening to this podcast and told them that Mm. that's what you heard from them. So that being said, getting back to what we're talking about here, we've learned a lot about you. We've we've heard your origin story. We've seen where you are now and what level you're operating at. So the question is, if you could have invited anybody dead or alive to this conversation to sit in, listen in, maybe even join. Who would you have loved to have had here and why them? Alan Watts. Hey, okay. Alan Alan, Alan Watts is uh, a person, if you don't know who Alan, do you know, Jason, you know who Alan Watts is? Mm-mm. Alan no. Watts is like, he's like, uh, many people call him an author, a poet, you know, philosopher. You know, he's the guy that did this video called What Happened? What Would You Do If Money Was No Object? Google that. What would you do yeah. if money was no object? Very powerful, great voice. You know, he has an incredible way of looking at life. And, you know, I feel like he would always provide great, honest perspective to anything I would say. Cause I like to be challenged in a in a in a non-egotistical way. You know, where most people want to attack from fear, from I need to be right and you need to be wrong, or you need to join me, rather than like, have you thought of it from this way? Like, you know. Yeah, man. If, if there's one thing, I'm glad that you said that in the way that you did, because if there's one thing I took from this is you are not afraid of the challenge that life presents you, no matter what obstacle you're facing. And I think, I think it's something that there are a lot of people who operate like that and not always as, as clearly, you know, yes, they, they overcome any challenge and they do it in their own way. You just happen to do it in a way where it's clear that you're ready to take on a challenge head on. And it's a great reminder for anybody who may have sat there and said, man, you know, like, should I, like, you just got to go for it. Just like you said, the, one of the first things you do when you start working with someone is you challenge them. You say, well, who told you that? 
Who mm-hmm. said you couldn't be where you want to be? Who mm-hmm. said you can't get the attention that you want to get? Let's look at that. And there, there's a real challenge to the thing that you do. And if we don't challenge each other, right, then you're in the wrong circle. You're in the wrong environment. So I really appreciate that energy that you bring. Now it yep. is tradition for Jason to close us out. So those were my last words, man. It was a pleasure meeting <clears throat> you. Jason, please take us away. Jason, yeah. He's got the, I'm waiting for the beef jerky to come out. Jason. <laughs> got to put some mint skull in there. I'm waiting for some like, like paint, you know? Oh, Hey, that's a life a while ago. My friend, I did that yeah, for yeah, 20, yeah. 23 years. That's a life. life oh, really? Great. Uh, but that, that knife back there's got a lot of history. I can tell you that story another time, but um can ask me about it on the after show but uh but but yeah hey keep keep rocking keep doing good things and you know that's the i will tell you the one thing that i have learned about pr is it's a very ugly place or it can be right there 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 are a lot of charlatans in that in that space for sure so gosh keep doing good work because we need more people like you that do good, honest work and aren't out to, you know, not just out for a bunch of money and then, and then the in and out, right? Because there's a lot of those. And I've learned a lot, a lot about this space over the last couple of years. And, you know, so keep being that bright shining beacon that everybody needs because we need more of that. Um, so thanks for being here. Thanks for sharing your insights. And I, you left some really good stuff on the table here and, and we appreciate it. No, thank you for having me guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Appreciate you letting me, you know, voice and share, you know, sometimes it's, it gets challenging because I, you know, welcome to PR and life. Like you got to hold your tongue. Sometimes you just can't let it run. You just can't, you cannot. Cause not every, like, sometimes I'm like, I have to, I said to my staff, hold it. Cause like, they're not ready we're ready but they're not it's not the time so i appreciate you letting me like be fun and be free and you know yeah man gets me to gets me to gets me to open up and tell the truth you know there it is man no it was a pleasure man cheers cheers thanks guys Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates. And always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.